welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 216 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight and Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you for joining me. All right. Today, we are talking about super common question that a lot of people ask themselves. And I got this question just in an email from a member. And I thought, you know what? This would make a really good podcast episode because I hear it a lot is the question of how long can I do this for? And often this question comes up when things are actually going fairly well, when people are, you know, feeling good about their eating, it feels fairly easy, but then there's this thought of like, how long can I keep this going for? I'm going to talk about that today and give you my tips about how to manage it if that question comes up for you. First, I am recording early in the morning to try to get caught up. I'm doing the classic physician thing. We're away next week before Christmas for a nice little holiday to try to actually relax into the Christmas spirit. So the classic doctor thing is we just work really hard, right? Leading up to it. I feel like I was thinking this morning, I'm like, I haven't been a very good role model for you guys for self-care because there hasn't been much space in my schedule to like do things at a nice paced way, how I would ideally want it to do. But I hope what I am being is a role model for, I think you can just, you know, keep going and get it done while treating yourself as well as you can. So yeah, I'm probably going to end up on this, like when we leave, I feel like I may sleep a lot on the drive, which is fairly normal for me. But also, I think I'm going to need just kind of like this, like come down from these like last super busy weeks. But within my ability over these weeks with the things that have been happening, I am trying to do the best I can to take care of myself so I'm not totally at the end of the my coping when I finally get to go on vacation. And I was thinking about it last night when our dishwasher seemed to break. It's like just like every single day. I swear every single day something happens where I'm like, of course that just happened. Like, of course now our dishwasher is broken. Like last week our septic system was broken. Like there's just like been mess ups with schedules and like just so many things that I'm like, well, it's the last night it looked like our dishwasher had broke. Like, of course there's just one more thing. But I wanted to share that with you because I've been finding that thought of like, of course that's happening too. Of course I'm now sick. Of course, this child is now sick. Of course, we have to leave our house because our septic isn't working. That thought and that mindset of like, I don't have to fight it. I don't have to say it shouldn't be happening. 
I don't have to waste energy in that way. Just like, of course it's happening. Is it like an acceptance type thought? And I found it to be fairly helpful in that, okay, dishwasher is broken. We will figure it out. We will sort it out. We just keep going, just keep moving forward, just keep getting the things done that need to get done. And so if you are also having a month similar to mine, try that on. Try the, of course this is happening. Instead of arguing of, I can't believe this happened or it shouldn't be happening or this shouldn't go this way. It is. If it's happened, it is going that way. And so choosing acceptance, I think just takes away some of the extra energy you might spend on it and lets you get to just dealing with it and continuing on. Anyways, hope that's helpful for some of you, but let's get to the meat of why we are here of talking about how long can I do this for? And another version of a question that you might ask yourself would be, how long is this going to take? I think there's somewhat similar questions. So I'm going to lump them together in this podcast episode. Both are questions that aren't actually helpful for long-term weight loss. And we're going to walk through and talk about them, about why they're not helpful and better ways of thinking about it and some tips that I have for you. But they're also really common. We've been taught to think this way about our weight loss. These are questions that come from a history of diet culture, of trying to lose weight, feeling like you're not successful, probably trying to lose weight in ways that you don't really like. And so it's normal that they're here, but noticing them and recognizing them and not taking them as given or as something that you have to listen to. A lot of questions our brains come up with on their own aren't actually helpful questions. These would be one of them. And you can start shifting and choosing to find more empowering questions. When you ask your brain better questions, you get a lot better answers. So questions that are on default like this may not help you move towards your goals. But if we shift and change them, then absolutely better questions can totally help you move towards your goals. So let's start with like, what are these questions really saying? When we ask ourselves, how long can I do this for? Or how long is this going to take? And if you're somebody who has a lot of weight that you want to lose, that can be a really common question, right? If you're sitting there in front of like 100 pounds that you want to lose, it can feel overwhelming and you can think like, how long is this even going to take? Am I going to be able to stay in there for the long haul? Which is a normal, a normal response when you're setting a big goal. But really what these questions are saying to you is, when am I going to fail? So like, how long can I keep doing this for? Really the question is, when is it that I will fail? Right. If you look at the backside of that question, it's not like, can I do this for the rest of my life? That's a different question. This one is, how long can I do this for? Which really means, when will I fail? It's predicting failure from the get go. So you can see why it's probably not going to help you reach your goals if it's already predicting failure before you even get started. And then the other question. The backside of how long is this going to take? What that's really asking is when will I be able to stop? When can I stop? And if you've been listening to my podcast, you probably know there isn't stopping. There is no finish line if we're talking about long-term weight loss and maintaining weight for the rest of your life. 
managing your weight for the rest of your life. There is no finish line. There's no stopping. Now that can feel scary when you're used to losing weight by like hanging in there and working hard and grinding and being mean to yourself and all the horrible things we've been taught to do to lose weight. That can feel overwhelming when you're like, geez, like I have to do that for the rest of my life. What I want you to think about is the stuff that you do for the rest of your life. Don't do crappy stuff to yourself. That's why I talk so much about like, let's enjoy what we're doing. Let's enjoy the food we're eating. Let's treat ourselves nicely. Let's talk nicely to ourselves before the scale even starts to move. Let's make our lives better. That's why my program is called Thrive Academy for Physicians is because when you're doing it that way, when you like what you're eating, when you feel satisfied by what you're eating, when you like how you treat yourself and how you talk to yourself and how you problem solve when you do inevitably hit obstacles, you don't need a finish line. This is the difference. And this is why I'm so passionate about teaching this away is when you like what you're doing to lose weight, when you do it and you build it from the foundation up in a way that you like and that respects you as an individual, you don't need to worry about how long it's going to take because you don't need the finish line. You can be sitting there and feeling like, I can do this for the rest of my life. And if I sometimes have challenges, I will figure those out too, because this works for me. It's a very different experience. It's a very different mindset than how we all have been taught to lose weight. It's what I am passionate about and why I'm awake at 5.30 in the morning recording you a podcast to teach you that. Because if you can do that, if you can change that piece of your mindset, Man, the world's your oyster. It takes away so much of the fear and so much of the uncertainty around managing your own weight when you can do it from a place of, I enjoy this. I treat myself nicely. This makes my life better. So asking questions like this, like what we started with, how long can I do this for? How long is this going to take? They focus your brain on the concept of failure. They focus your brain on impatience, the hurry up and get it done type feeling. And none of those actually help you with what you really want, which is yes, to lose a weight, but also to keep it off where you don't have to always be thinking about it. You don't always have to be on a diet to manage it. And they're built on just diet culture, right? Like it's normal that these questions are here because this is how from childhood, how we absorbed what weight loss should look like. It should be hard. It's going to be eating all sorts of weird stuff like cabbage soup. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of work and you're probably going to fail. And you should probably beat yourself up a lot when you fail, right? Like we absorb that from everything around us. We've absorbed it from watching other people work on weight loss. There's so many different places, but it's it's ultimately that diet culture. And if you want to do this for good and you want to lose weight and not worry about it and trust that it's not coming back. And if you get really excited when you hear me talk about like liking what you're doing to lose weight 
and feeling good about it and feeling like it makes your life better, well, then we have to shift the mindset. We have to be like, that diet culture stuff doesn't help. It's not going to get you where you want to go. If diet culture could get you where you wanted to go, you would be there. I'm sure every one of you listening to this podcast has been through the diet culture ringer more times than you can count in your life. If it was the answer, it would have worked. Because especially as physicians, it's not a lack of intelligence. You're smart. You know how to learn very complex things. It's not a lack of work ethic. You work hard. And definitely, I know, working with so many physicians, you work hard at your weight. You apply your work ethic to your weight. It just isn't what's missing. It's not the answer to your weight loss. Working harder doesn't get you there. Those things aren't the reason why you haven't reached your goals. It's that you need a different mindset. You need a different set of skills. Weight loss needs to feel different in order to do it differently and get different outcomes than what you've had before. So I wanted to share an analogy for these questions. Think about this, especially, I think this is a great analogy. If you feel like you have a lot of weight to lose and you're standing at the beginning of it and you're staring down at it thinking, I'm never going to get there. It's never going to be done. I want you to picture med school. I want you to picture even before you actually got into med school. And I still remember this when I started to think, you know what, maybe I want to be a doctor. And I started to look into it and look into, okay, well, then I have to do like all these prerequisites. I have to, Sean, do you really want to do extra calculus and biochem? <laughs> I remember having that conversation with, really? Like third year biochem, is that really what I want to do? Um, and I remember thinking, okay, so like another couple of years of undergrad of doing these like extra prerequisites and then four years med school and then there's this residency thing and then if I want to specialize you know there might be more training after that it was like a huge amount of time and when you think about like the age I was young when I started to contemplate med school but when I was looking at you know eight years it was essentially like a third of my life that I'd already lived is what I was picturing putting into becoming a doctor. And I remember feeling, you know, overwhelmed or uncertain, like having very similar thoughts of like, how will I ever get through that many years of training? How will I ever get to the other side? Is it possible? Like, will I even be able to do it? And you know what? I was thinking about it this morning when I was answering that email from one of my members is, I think really what it was is you just decided to that you were going to do it, you decided, yeah, I do want to be a doctor. I am willing to put in the work and I'm willing to keep showing up for an extended period of time in order to reach this goal. And then really what it was is that we showed up. We showed up every day. We showed up for that goal, even at times where other people weren't watching us, right? Like before you even got into med school, nobody was watching you to say like, have you studied for your MCAT today? It was you because of the goal that showed up for yourself to be like, this is important to me and it's worthwhile for me to invest my mental energy and my time into doing this. And then once you went into med school, you showed up every day. And you know what? Some of those days were great, right? Like some were super exciting, super fun and super inspiring. And you could see what it was going to be like 
And then some of those days were not so much like that. Right? Like I remember, especially in the first couple of years, like some of the topics and the teaching sessions, I remember having a very bad attitude about them. And like, how is this actually going to help? When am I ever going to use this type thinking, right? And yet I'd still show up. I still went every day. I still wrote the exams that were required of me, even if I didn't like the material we were learning. I studied it because of the commitment to the overarching goal. I didn't have to like every single step I took every single day, but I was committed that I was going to keep going and do what was required to get there. And then you entered your clinical rotations. And again, some days were amazing. Like you got to do such cool stuff. And like, remember the first time you saw a baby get born or the first time you got to like actually get hands-on and assist in an OR or the first time you got to stitch, like all those things as a new med student were so exciting. Those were great. But then also remember the days that you felt like a total idiot and you felt like you had failed, embarrassed yourself in front of a preceptor, or you had a preceptor that like chewed you out, or you made a mistake, or you had like you had a patient that got mad at you as a med student, all these things that happened to you, or you just had a really bad case. And how challenging those days were. And the days where you'd been up all night and you still had to keep going and you really wished you could go to bed. All of those things, you kept going and you kept showing up. You kept just showing up every day. And you'd have a bad day. You'd have a day where that really sucked. And you would get up the next day and you would show up again. And maybe you even considered quitting at points in med school, like, is this really what I want? Maybe I'm going to stop. Maybe this is too hard. Maybe it's going to take too long. Very similar thoughts, right? And yet, if you're listening to this as a physician, you didn't quit. You kept going. No matter what your particular path looked like, you did keep going. And the way you got to that ultimate goal of being a physician is you kept showing up every day even when it was hard, even when you didn't particularly like it, even when you thought you were failing or doing it wrong or being imperfect or not getting the grades that you thought you should get, you kept showing up. And then you went on to your residency and you did more of it, right? Again, more different challenges come as a resident and you kept showing up. And here's the really interesting thing, right? Because when you start thinking, I want to go to med school, you picture, okay, I do all this training and then I'm a doctor. Ta-da! But any of us who are attendings know the work does not stop. The doubt does not stop. You still have to keep showing up every day. Even as an attending, there's days that are great and you love it. There are days that test you, that are hard, that you doubt yourself, where you feel sad about the cases that you have. You have conflict with consultant. There's so many different things that happen. And again, you keep showing up because you're committed to that identity of, I am a doctor, my patients need me, and this is the role I play. So I want you to consider all of that and then think about how could I apply that mindset? Because if you're a physician listening to this, you have done that. You have played the long game in a way that's probably much greater than losing weight losing a large amount of weight for a long term. 
And we can take the mindset, we can take how you approached med school and you can apply it to your weight loss journey. Um, You can apply it to problem solving the things that are hard around your weight loss journey. You've done it before. You don't have to ask yourself how long you can keep doing something. You have done probably one of the hardest things that people do, which is to get through medical training, become a doctor and continue to care for patients. You've done it. You have the skills. Now we get to apply them elsewhere. We get to take those skills that worked and apply them to a different goal, to a different path. Okay, so what do you do when your brain asks you, how long can I do this for? I've got three steps for you, three tips on how to focus and how to shift that mindset. Because remember, that mindset's not going to be super helpful if you stay in there. If you keep asking yourself, how long can I do it for? We need to shift that mindset. So number one is Commit to the outcome, not the time frame. So it's not a how long, like, okay, I'm going to do it for a year. It's a, you know what, I'm going to do it as long as it takes me to figure out how to reach this goal. That's a better mindset. Number two is keep showing up every day for yourself. Even when it feels like you are messy bag of imperfection. (laughs) It's that showing up in those moments matters and it will get you to your goal consistently being imperfect is way better than inconsistently being perfect. The consistency, even when it's imperfect action, will get you to your goal a lot faster. So just keep showing up for yourself. Even on the days where you doubt yourself, even on the days where it feels hard, even on the days where you feel like you totally blew it, show up for yourself and stay committed to the outcome. Stay committed to figuring it out. And then number three is problem solve. Use other tools. Adapt. Like if we're using our med school analogy, think about if you were really struggling in a topic at med school, what would you have done? Would you have just accepted, okay, I'm probably going to fail this and then I'm going to fail med school and I'll just drop out? Probably not. I think you most likely would have been like, okay, what do I need to do to get through this? Do I need to hire a tutor? Do I need to spend more time studying? Do I need to, you know, read a different book? learn it a different way, ask some of my colleagues, my other students for help. There's so many different things, but you would have kind of gotten down and gotten gritty probably to figure it out. Do the same in your weight loss. There are an infinite number of ways for you to reach your goals. It doesn't have to look the way it's always looked. If the doing it the way you've always done it isn't working for you, let's find some different ways. And this is what I love about coaching for weight loss is because it opens a door to finding these different ways. Like this is really what I I do in coaching calls is like, how could it look? How would you like it to look? Let's design it that way. And you can work on that yourself and think through, okay, how else could I design it? What else could I do? But if you're really struggling and you're like, I can't see any other way forward, then maybe that would be a great time to consider adding in the tool of coaching to get you there. All right. So what do you do when your brain is asking you, how long can I do this for? Or how long is this going to take? Number one, commit to the outcome, not the time frame. Commit that I'm going to do it no matter how long it takes. I'm going to figure it out. Number two, show up every day, even on those days where you really don't want to. Just commit that you're just going to keep showing up for yourself. 
Now, showing up doesn't mean you have to like show up and work harder or restrict more. Show up more with a problem-solving mindset of like, okay, let's figure it out. That happened yesterday. Let's figure it out. I don't really feel like eating this food today. Let's figure it out. How do I want to approach it? And then number three, problem solve, get scrappy, use the tools, add in extra tools, adapt, ask for help, all of those things. All right. I hope that that was really helpful for you. I know that these questions are really common for a lot of physicians. And so this might be a podcast episode that you want to kind of flag and come back to and listen to again at different stages, because it will be normal for these questions to come back for you. And before I leave you today, I just wanted to ask, have you joined me in my free Facebook community, the Thriving as a Physicians Facebook group? So this is physicians only. You have to confirm that you're a physician in order for me to grant you access to the group. But it's another place to get additional resources. I've been doing Facebook lives over there. I had to pause it a little bit over these past weeks because I just simply haven't had the time, but I'll be back in there in January and building more content over there. You can get kind of behind the scenes of my own life and how I'm approaching things. Plus, you get direct access to me. If you tag me in a post and you have a question for me, I'm in there. You get my help, which is pretty cool. So make sure you've asked to become a member. So that's Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. So if you just go into Facebook and search Thriving as a Physician, the group will show up for you. All right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And then we'll see you next week. And we're going to talk a little bit about wrapping up 2022 and getting ready for the new year. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.